Hey everyone, this is John, and this is the Nintendo Show, the best damn Nintendo podcast on the internet. This is the Nintendo Show direct for June 21st, 2023. We were actually planning on taking a week off. We were a little bit ahead when it came to our like general recording rotation, but there was a, a Nintendo Direct that was like announced the day before on, on Wednesday, and then it was 10 a.m. Uh, on Wednesday, sorry, it was announced on Tuesday. My days were all mixed up. Anyway, neither here nor there. But I wanted to give just some quick, immediate afterthoughts. We will get into probably you know, get some Wes and Ryan's thoughts and get into more of the nitty gritty when we do the official show in a couple of weeks. But I wanted to give some direct reactions right afterwards because it was a pretty decent one. So I'm not going to hit every point. There are going to be a lot of things where I just kind of mention it happened and move on. So they opened up with the Pokemon DLC. They showed a bit more of those, some new Pokemon environments and stuff. There are no set dates for those releases just yet, those expansions to Scarlet and Violet. Um, it, was, it was a little bit surprising that it ended up in a main direct uh, on this show. Because um, usually, like, the Pokemon, they're perfectly content with having them do their own thing and having their own little directs and presentations and stuff. So pretty surprising that it was in a mainline direct. We're going to get more into the details of... Uh, this um, little bit of new information when we do our Pokemon show at the beginning of July. So I'll just move on from that one quickly. They showed Sonic Superstars, which is a brand new Sonic game, which, okay, that's how you want to live your life, sure. This one was previously announced. It was kind of a bummer for this Direct. There were a couple of games that were announced previously a week or two before this Direct. Um, it would have been like a, a much more like a hype direct, a much more like bigger reveal if it was like a new game. But we already knew about it, so no big deal there. Um, there is a much better looking 2D platformer at the end of this episode, so I have no interest in playing Sonic Superstars or otherwise. There's like that uh, game Palia that was announced. Moving on, Persona 5 Tactica was another one that was already announced, which is a bummer that they didn't get the big reveal on this one. But it's a cool-looking game. Um, it looks really good. It's uh, a, a tactics game based on the Persona franchise, Persona 5 specifically. They're using the characters from that in a brand new storyline. Um, in a, like a, a grid-based, turn-taking tactical game, which is really, really cool. Uh, so it looks like they're doing a really good job of mixing like the turn-taking, grid-based tactic games with sort of like the, the push-turn system of Persona, where you're using spells that exploit Emily, enemy weaknesses to knock them prone and be able to do like a rush attack if you are positioned effectively. Uh, so, so it looked like in the trailer for this game, if you had sort of your your enemy ensnared within like a triangle um, of your your other units, so like positioning your characters will uh, be an important mechanic when you're trying to set yourself up for doing these big attacks. They also mentioned that fusions they're in. I'm curious to see how they're going to be used. Is it going to be a situation where only Joker is, again, the one who's able to like change Persona and all your other characters, Ryuji and Anne and Makoto, will have like their own bespoke um, 
persona that can maybe like a level up or class change as you go or will everyone be able to swap persona or would like characters be limited to what personas they can uh, equip um i like the one of the things i like about persona games uh, and smt more broadly but persona specifically is that most of the time your characters will have their areas of of speciality like this character is going to use lightning spells and physical attacks and this one is going to be more of a healer and use wind spells for attacks um so yeah i mean i I do like that sort of team building aspect of it like having like the right members in your party to take on specific challenges so i hope that's not something that gets removed just interested to see how fusions are going to come into play in this game. I'm not super sure about the art style right now. It's definitely not a deal breaker. I kind of like this this chibi, uh, deformed art style, more akin to like the uh, Persona Q Etrian Odyssey crossover style games rather than what we've seen out of uh, Persona mainline series. I was out November 17th, which is going to be a really good day. Not only because Persona is out, there's another game out that I'm going to get to in just a second here. Uh, Myth Force was announced. I don't really care. There's an Ice Cream Splatoon 3 Splatfest, which is neat if you're still playing Splatoon. And then there's a Detective Pikachu game that uh, is coming back on October 6th, announced a long time ago. And that's one we might talk a little bit more about on the Pokemon show, but I'm going to move ahead for now on the other game that is coming out on November the 15th, 2023, and it is a remake of the Super Nintendo game, Super Mario RPG. Holy shit. And this was a a nice little pump fake at the beginning because they showed the uh, original opening with Princess Peach sitting on the rock in the little garden there. Uh, and then kind of uh, wiped to the, the remake graphics. So at first it was like, hey, look, we're going to put this game onto you know, the, the online service, the, the virtual console, what have you. But no, it turned out to be a full-on remake, which is really, really cool. I'm not sure that I like the, the character models, specifically like Mario and Peach. I don't know if I'm, you know, they're, they're a bit, uh, uh, they're, they're more faithful to the original proportions rather than what would be like considered on model for Mario and Peach now. But again, definitely not a deal breaker. It's just a visual style. It looks really clean. It looks really bright and colorful. I'm interested to see if they're going to add any extra content or will be more of a frame for frame remake. They showed a lot of familiar scenes, a lot of the big moments from the original version and the remake are style, a lot of characters. They introduced all the party members. But it's not a very long game, which, you know, I'd be okay with if it's uh, just a a shorter RPG, but it would be nice to get something a little bit beefier. And like I mentioned, out on November 17th, what a day. It's going to be quite a day. Really, really cool. A couple of quick announcements that aren't for this year. They announced uh, uh, a Princess Peach game, which looks kind of Paper Mario-y, kind of like a a crafty background and things moving around, but Peach is like a, a polygonal model. Did not show much of it. That's the game for next year. Didn't give it a title. So, I don't know. It looks like uh, it'll probably be uh, pretty good. Um, I don't think we're going to be looking at a, a Super Princess Peach sort of situation here. I think it'll be a bit more uh, uh, higher standard that they're holding the game up to. Um, and then uh, Dark Moon. We just mentioned Dark Moon. Also coming to Switch next year. Probably not a game that I would be uh, jumping all over to try to 
a replay. Depends on what else is coming out. And my wife does really like that game. So maybe if she'd be into playing it, I might give it a shot. But not till next year, which is a-okay because there's plenty of stuff this year already. Uh, including the Batman Arkham Trilogy is sometime this year. All right, sure. Also, there's a, a Gloomhaven game. I think it's like a board game or a card game or something. I'm getting a, uh, a video game version of that. It's all right. And then there's a really, really long trailer for Just Dance 2024. I feel like they could cut that down. There's like three minutes long. They could do what they need to do in like 45 seconds with that game. They don't... like. If you know what it is and you know you're going to buy it, you don't need a three-minute trailer to get sold on it. They showed this uh, action RPG from Xseed called Silent Hope, and they had me on this game for the first few seconds of the trailer, and then they said it was ever-changing dungeons, which to me is implying that they are procedurally generated, which is a pretty big deal-breaker for me. It's out October 3rd. I might wishlist it. Because it looks like uh, a, a nice visual style and a cool little action RPG. But if it doesn't have bespoke levels, um, it, it's it's, uh, it, it's a bummer. It's not the style of game that I want to play. Uh, let's see. Fae Farm, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2, Manic Mechanics. I mean, Manic Mechanics looks kind of funny. Kind of like overcooked with cars. That one's out July 13th. All right. That's kind of funny. But definitely not one that I'm going to be getting to anytime soon. Uh, they talked about the Sparks of Hope DLC, which was out out now at time of recording. They released the same day. Which is, it's a neat game. It's a good game. Uh, I do not have time to play through the DLC, so I, I, maybe maybe someday, but I doubt it. And then they announced Dragon Quest Monsters: The Dark Prince, which is out December first. And I don't know. We'll might talk about that one as it gets closer to release date. It's just again the situation where. Uh, we had another Dragon Quest game coming at the end of the year where there's already a bunch of other stuff that I want to work through, so it'll probably pass me right by again. They did a, uh, a big breakdown of Pikmin 4, which is out July 21st. There's a lot of stuff being added. I want to do a deeper dive on that one when we do the official show, so when we're proving, uh, previewing July games. But it's looking really good. It's looking like it has an even bigger scope than previous Pikmin games. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see if there will be any, like, some sort of time management or, or resource scarcity throughout the game to kind of keep you uh, moving forward, or if they're just going to kind of let you move through at your own pace. We will see. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1, Vampire Survivors, um, a couple of games that uh, were announced on other systems. Like Vampire Survivors. I think has already been out on other systems. I don't know too much about that game, but it, it is a game that was met with some sort of recognition. So I'm guessing that people like it on other systems. And then there's that Pigeon Rhythm game, Headbangers Rhythm Royale. But one that did catch my eye was Penny's Big Breakaway. This game looks pretty cool. Kind of a hybrid 2D, 3D platformer. Um, I think it's like pitch as a 3d platform but there are times where you're moving like just side to side as if you're on a 2d plane it kind of looks like it kind of has a a playfulness between those two like uh, planes of existence within 2d and 3d there's all like a, a lot of swinging platforming like hooking onto things and looping yourself around using your yo-yo reminds me a little bit of i ninja which was a gamecube game that we'll get to on the retro show at some point it's a cool game uh, it's got a nice colorful art style it's out early next year which is good news for it because there's already a lot of stuff this year 
So this is one that uh, I got my eye on, and I will probably, at the very least, I'll stick it on the wish list, if not just day one purchase, depending on what else is coming out around that time. Got some new characters and courses on the Mario Kart uh, 5, uh, Wave 5 DLC. It's all right. And, oh, second, uh, Star Ocean Second Story R is coming out on Switch on November 2nd. Um, and you know what? Maybe, maybe this, this is a game like I bought the first remake on the Switch. I never finished it, but I did get to like a substantial way through it. I probably should probably just either do a restart to try to figure out where I left off. Um, cause I got a good way into it, like a good 15 or 20 hours into it. Um, and this is a, a series that I'd really like to get more into. The newest game uh, looks pretty good. Uh, and I, I played, dabbled a little bit in the, the PS2 game uh, till the end of time. Uh, back when it came out, by the time I was uh, pretty against action RPGs. So it was one that I'd like to give another chance. It's really cool that uh, these early games, the, the Super Nintendo and the, the PS1 game, are getting these remasters, uh, remakes, adaptations onto the Switch. I really like the pixel art adaptation for Second Story. Um, it looks like they did a lot of work on the battles as well with being able to call in your benched characters to do little combo attacks. It looks pretty cool. It's out November 2nd. I will most likely wish list this one, but it will probably have to wait because of all the other things that are going to be coming out in November. There's no way I'm going to be able to work through all of Star Ocean before Persona and uh, Mario RPG. So this one might be a 2024 game for me. And uh, let's see, WarioWare Move It is out November 3rd. And a pretty neat little announcement and, you know, requiring you to use the two Joy-Con to you know, do all the motion stuff. Looks kind of neat, but I will most likely be passing on that one. And they talked about Nintendo Live and Tears of the Kingdom Amiibo. It's a little bit of marketing, which would have been a real, really big bummer if that's how they ended the Direct. But they did not end the Direct with... Amiibo. They ended the direct with Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and holy shit, it looks so so good. What a way to wrap up the show! What an art style. It's still clean and colorful, like new Super Mario Brothers, but with so much more personality in the characters and the the enemies and the the level design and the backgrounds. Um, They've really gone zany with the level design. So like warming warp pipes, rolling hippos. There's like the, the zip lines and the grind rails that Mario and friends are, are grabbing onto to get a lot of like forward momentum uh, moving at high speeds. That I do have like a lot of questions about some of the environmental stuff that you get, saw really briefly. Like they're in addition to gold coins are like these purple like uh, bubbles or fruit snack looking things that you can also collect curious to see what sort of economy that is going is building there was really briefly like a red mario m that appeared in just a few frames like like a, a question block with a red mario m on them i'm curious to see what that is all about and if other characters will have those as well if it's like maybe an assist thing it don't, doesn't seem like it's an assist thing though it seems like it's some sort of like, like a switch block or something like that uh, I love the little trumpet flower thing that chirps at you and gives you like little comments throughout the levels. That's really, really cool. I love all the playable characters. Daisy is in, which is tremendous. First time in a 2D platformer that Daisy is going to be playable. Really, really great. Um, I would 
I would bet that there are going to be more playable characters than they showed because it showed Mario, Luigi, Peach, Toad, and Daisy. And they also showed Yoshi, but that might have been, I think there's a ride Yoshi, and then there's some Yoshi running around solo, but that might have been like a bonus level or a level specific thing. We will see, or maybe even a transformation. Who knows? Um, but I, I'm willing to bet that there will be more playable characters other than just the ones that they show. There's probably going to be, you know, a, a decent amount of extra characters that they haven't shown yet. Oh, like I mentioned, we did get Yoshi within the game, rideable Yoshi. There are parachute hats. Even the characters that don't wear hats have a little parachute hat. Not sure if that's a power-up or just something that's part of the game. I would guess it's a power-up. But, um... They're, they're fully embracing the fun. They're fully embracing like the, the bombastic style of Mario and just like doing silly things that just uh, surprise and add to so much enjoyment of the game. Um, th there's so, so much swagger uh, in this game. They're, they're really just kind of showing off and fully embracing the, the fun aspect of video games. Everyone I've showed this trailer to loves it. This game is going to do gangbusters. They're going to sell so many copies of this game. This was an unbelievably good reveal. It was extremely good. Such, such a, a good trailer and such a good way to close out the show. And it is out October 20th, which is only four months away. Um, there is a, a, a rumored... Uh, 2D Mario game for a little while now, and this is probably it. But it is really impressive that they were able to keep this thing under wraps and announce a Mario game um, that is, you know, uh, 120 days out. It is so close to being released, and we're just now learning about it. It was really, really cool to have that sort of quick turnaround. Oh, and also, Mario can be an elephant. So, there weren't, like many huge games announced that are going to fill out the schedule in like August, September. Um, you know, Pikmin is out toward the end of July, so we'll probably spend a good amount of August playing through that one as well. But after Pikmin is out July 21st, the next like big game for the Switch is going to be October 20th. So there's going to be a bit of a gap in the release schedule there, which for me is not a problem. Um, there are a couple of RPGs, Chained Echoes, which I want to catch up on, and Sea of Stars in August to hold me over. I'm going to pair those up with Tears of the Kingdom. I am 80 plus hours in, and I still have not even visited six of the zones or done any of the towers there. So that is a game that I'm really enjoying working my way through slowly and fully exploring it as I go. And I like that I have the time to do it without having to worry about too many new releases that I want to get to as well. Plus, you know, I have the, the Fire Emblem DLC that I still want to get to, the Xenoblade DLC, Pikmin, Advance Wars, all these games to work through before, you know, the, the October 20th onslaught starts. So it's going to be a busy summer. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of fun playing the games that we already know about and some like and catching up on the DLC for some of the other new releases. Uh, I'm still working my way through... Uh, Persona 5 Royale. I just finished the Burger Palace, so I'm a good ways into that game now. I want to get to a couple more of the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters. There's so much stuff already available to work through that not having games, uh, huge releases in August, September, uh, is really that big a deal at all. Uh, and then we're going to round up the year with uh, Pokemon DLC and Mario and Mario RPG and Persona 5 and Baton Kaidos in September. I guess that's probably like the it might count as like the big September game, but you know, 
I don't know. I don't know if it's fair to count Bat and Kaidos as big games. I'm excited for them, but I might be one of 20 people who are. Uh, but uh, this this was not a... There's, there's a lot of gaming to be done, but this was not like a tremendous direct. It was totally fine. It was a, a good, solid direct, but I'm personally glad we did not get this fire hose of awesome announcements that we've gotten from the past several directs because I want to like play and enjoy stuff that's already available without having to think about missing out on new releases. And I do think it's like worthwhile at this point to take a second to look back at the first party output that we've gotten so far in 2023. Um, just this year, we've gotten Fire Emblem, a Kirby game, Advance Wars 1 and 2, Tears of the Kingdom, Pikmin is coming. Oh, oh, and I didn't even mention um, Pikmin 1 and 2 were uh, released today. They were, they were shadow dropped uh, after the direct. Um, the the Switch version of those it was really really cool. Those games are available. Really surprising that Pikmin One and Two and Bat and Kaidos uh, One and Two are, are going to be available on the Switch before Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Really crazy. But what a world we're living. What a time to be alive. Uh, Metroid Prime came out this year. War Mario Wonders this year. WarioWare, Mario RPG. And, you know, if you want to count like first party adjacent stuff like Bat and Kaidos or Bayonetta Origins, Octopath 2, Fatal Frame, um, all the DLC that they're doing for Fire Emblem, Xenoblade, Mario Kart, Pokemon. Goddamn, this is like this is an A plus year easily. We we've gotten a, a Mar we're getting a Mario and we've gotten a Metroid and a Zelda game all within the same year. And those are like the the big three of core Nintendo franchises. This has been a super impressive year. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if there are still like a handful, one or two other first-party games that end up getting uh, announced and released this year. So, yeah, it was a, a, a solid direct. A lot of things that I didn't care about, but the, the announcement of Mario Wonder and the Mario RPG remake, really, really great announcements, really propped up the show for me personally. Um... But yeah, looking forward to getting Wes and Ryan's thoughts when we do the official show. But next up, um, after a little bit of a break, we're going to be doing the retro show. And we're going to do a nice uh, deep dive into Eternal Darkness, which will be a good discussion um, of that GameCube game. And then when we do the official show, we'll, uh, we'll get some thoughts from Wes and Ryan about all of the new announcements here. See what stood out to them. And then we'll start it all up again in July with the Pokemon show. End of podcast. <laughs> 